0: If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa.
1: Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcast.
2: Live from Glory Hole Studios, and still a little bit beyond, this is (laughs) Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode five hundred. And seventy four and Cecil, we are getting closer, buddy,
3: inch very close
2: by inch, which is really all I've ever had to offer. So that's 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 yeah, pretty right. much all yeah, I've sure.
3: got. So <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> we have
2: we have moved our studio. It's excellent news. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. I did none of the work, as you might expect, uh, but it looks <laughs> great, Cecil. It looks great.
3: Yeah, it turned out good. It turned out good, and we are waiting uh, for hopefully next week for a. Reintroduction. Uh, but you know, we're we're counting down the minutes to see when both of us can be in studio together. Both of us have been vaccinated. So we are both very excited for that to happen.
2: Hey man, how's how did Comcast go? Good. You
3: know what? I gotta say, here's <laughs> what I gotta say about Comcast. They literally just flipped a switch and they got it right. Really? So absolutely right. What? Absolutely right. Absolutely uh, right. They got it right. So no, I, Comcast, I actually didn't no even issue. put up notes
2: for this show, Cecil. I figured yeah. I would just say how did Comcast no go? Then you would rant for an hour and fifteen minutes. Now what do we talk about? So I mean, we're already done. Yeah, though. Be- you're gonna have to give me a few minutes to read the news. <laughs> actually, I don't know what's happening this yeah, week.
3: Yeah, nothing big has happened this last yeah. week. So, all right. Yeah.
2: So, like, we got to talk about <laughs> obviously um, the biggest news. I mean, really, the one of the biggest news stories that that resolved ish. Of the last, what, 14 months, 10 months? I don't even know when, when it was, the event it's occurred. It's 10
3: months, 10 months, 10, uh, months. June of last 10, year. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. Um, so Derek Chauvin, uh, we met. Yeah. What 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 happened uh, this week is we, by the skin of our teeth, passed the bare minimum standard expectation for criminal justice.
3: Yeah, sure. That's, that's exactly what we did.
2: Yeah. yeah. And we breathed a national sigh of fucking relief that we got the easiest criminal justice question ever right. And it's fair that we breathe that sigh of relief. At first, I was really kind of like, fuck, man, we are celebrating what is really a minimum standard. And I and I thought about it and I was like, fuck, that's a really depressing thing to realize is true. But it is also true that we almost never get this question right. We
3: never get it right anyway. You're right. You're and right.
2: Because we-, we don't get it right. Finally passing that fucking test, finally getting the easiest question on the fucking quiz right is actually an achievement. It is actually a step forward. It is actually not just a depressing signal that, my God, we barely
3: slunk over the
2: easiest bar in the world, but it is meaningful.
3: You know, in so many ways in the last couple of years, we've seen this question just played out in the worst possible way with Brianna Taylor, right? She gets murdered in her home and the police a few of them get fired and things like that but there's never been any kind of criminal proceedings in that case right. uh you know Laquan McDonald was a was a was a case that we that initially would have totally been swept under the rug had that body cam footage not been released or the police camera i think it was the dash cam footage not been released absolutely you would have never known and in this case too the original police uh bulletin that yeah. came out the PR release uh, that came out said that there was a medical event. Yep, and it, it literally, it is one of the most. It's it's one of the most uh, dishonest things that was ever written about this. And it came out the night of, and it framed the conversation until that video comes out. The moment that video comes out, it changes the whole conversation because the conversation that the police framed where it was essentially. Yeah. It, you know, did, there was just a guy with a medical event. Um, it, it, he didn't make it. But uh, yeah, it was just a medical event. That's all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's and that's part of the story that I wanted to talk about today is and and because it keeps fucking happening. It is still yeah. happening. It is happening the same fucking week. These
3: lies,
2: this bullshit narrative that yeah. the police are trying to spin. I do want to read the the, the, the actual investigative Yeah, read the, bullet,
3: read the whole, whole bullet Here's what read it says.
2: Bulletin. Man dies after medical incident during police interaction. May 25th, 2020. On Monday evening, shortly after 8 p.m., officers from the Minneapolis Police Department responded to the 3700 block of Chicago Avenue South on a report of a forgery in progress. Officers were advised that the suspect was sitting on top of a blue car and appeared to be under the influence. Two officers arrived and located the suspect, a male believed to be in his 40s, in his car. He was ordered to step from his car. After he got out, he physically resisted officers. Officers were able to get the suspect in handcuffs and noted he appeared to be suffering medical distress. Officers called for an ambulance. He was transported to Henneman County Medical Center by ambulance where he died a short time later. At no time were weapons of any type used by anyone involved in this incident. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has been called in to investigate this incident at The request of the Minneapolis Police Department. No officers were injured in the incident. Body-worn cameras were on and activated during this incident, and then the go number with the case. That is
3: fucking bullshit. One more thing yeah. at the bottom of the page, the press release says trust, accountability, professional service. That's what it says across the bottom of that page.
2: Oh my god, you're right it does. Trust, accountability, accountability
3: professional. professional service. That is that is a fucking outright lie that they told. This is this is that bullshit Police journalism. Now, now I know it's the police that are put that is putting this out, right? I realize that. Yep. But we need to understand that these people are paid with our tax dollars. This is not an outside force. These are us. This is us. They they are the ones that we pay money to through our tax dollars to help keep our country safe or our city safe or whatever. You right. know, that's the bullshit line that they tell us, right? They're keeping us safe somehow. These people lied to us if anybody else anybody else does that we immediately are like there's got to be something there that is you know somebody's Mm -hmm. got to lose their job or whatever but in this case what about the person who put out this press release You know, shouldn't there be something there that allows us to have some sort of recourse against all the actors in this? Because it's not just the fucking, it's not just the guy who kneeled on his neck. It's not just the guys who looked the other way. It's not just the guys who held back the crowd. Well, the guy literally killed someone. It's not just those people. It's the whole system, man. It's the whole thing. They're all involved in it. Yeah, I, I, I think if, and I don't know this to be
2: sure because I'm not a law talking guy, But I'm fairly certain that if I lie to federal officers, that's a criminal offense. I'm fairly certain that if I obstruct the course of an investigation, that's a criminal offense. I'm fairly certain that obstructing justice is a criminal offense. I have no idea how you can tell the world, how you can tell the world that the Minneapolis Police Department responded on a report of a forgery, officers were advised he was sitting on his car. He got out. He resisted. Officers were able to get the suspect in handcuffs and noted he appeared to be suffering medical distress. Yeah. At no point did anyone involved give a shit about the medical distress that he was suffering because they were causing that medical distress while they were killing him. Yep. They didn't note his medical distress as if it was some third party happening that they were, oh, you know, we got him in the car and he looks like he's getting sick. Let's call the game. They had fucking nine minutes and 29 seconds pressed on him until they crushed him, asphyxiated him by pressure. Yes, that's not they didn't write that down. This keeps fucking happening. They shot that fucking seventh grader just yeah. this last week, right? And what did they put in the fucking police report? Now, I have no idea because I, I actually did not watch that footage. So I have no idea whether that's a good shoot or a bad shooting or justified or unjust. I have no fucking idea. And I'm not even commenting on it except to note that they fucking lied about it because they fucking instinctively lie about it. The reports that were filed about that said that he had a gun in his hand when they shot him. He didn't have a gun in his hand. Every Everything I read says he threw the gun over a fence or past a fence or whatever, then turned around with his hands up, and then they fucking shot him. But they don't write that shit down. They write down a different story. The Laquan McDonald thing, they write down a different story. Every chance that they get, they're fucking lying to you. They are lying. There's no benefit of the doubt that the police should be given. None. Because every single time, they're lying. And the only thing that's catching them, the only thing, is having all this shit on video. Every single—we talked about this back when this shit happened in May of last year— Every fucking time you see the police, for any reason, camera's out. I don't care if they're getting coffee. I don't give a fuck if they're in line at Chipotle. They Cops should get no benefit of the doubt at any time. They should be on camera no matter what the fuck they're doing. It's not enough yeah. to have them wear their own body cams. Those fuckers turn it off. They obscure it with their own bodies. They have oopsie fucking moments. If body cameras aren't enough. Citizens need to film the cops at every fucking moment from every fucking angle cuz they just keep lying to you. They will
3: put out press releases that officially lie to you. If you had in your possession film that could exonerate someone else or could make you guilty and you destroyed it, you would be charged with destruction of evidence. Right? But every time they they turn off their body camera, every time they do anything like that, it's it's there's no penalties. There needs to be yeah. penalties. If you shut your body camera off, there needs to be something that happens to you. If that's like you lose your job, then you lose your job. And if you don't want to have a job where you're going to work and you get filmed, then don't become a police officer, right? Yeah, fine. Just don't do it. Same thing when I say the same thing, when they don't want to give, when the pharmacist doesn't want to give away birth, the day after pill, and they're upset and they have this crisis of conscience or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Don't do it for a living. There's a lot of other jobs in the world. Go do something else. But we pres- we, we have this expectation that police officers are above the law. There's this, uh, this other idea too. I saw several Facebook posts and things like that that came out afterwards from police officers that sort of showed that they were like, just go in and punch the clock. Don't protect anybody. Don't do that. And I'm thinking, you know, If it's too much to ask that you don't kill us, then I, I hope you don't do that job anymore. I hope that you quit that job. I hope you do a shitty job at that job because currently your current level of aggression toward the normal person is at a level that shouldn't be there. It just shouldn't be there. You're hurt. They literally kill this guy and it's not just one person, man. It's, him on top, all the people playing crowd control. After the fucking ambulance gets there for a full minute, he's still on his fucking neck, man. Yep. He's still on his yep. neck for a minute afterwards. How do you see that footage? How do you watch that footage? How do you use your fucking brain and your eyes to watch that footage and think, that's justified, that's justified. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, he's keeping us safer. He's keeping us safer from what?
2: From from maybe a fucking forged $20 bill? Like, these cops that are saying, like, oh, we're not going to do it. Like, fuck your narrative that you're the fucking thin blue yeah. line that stands right. between fucking society and anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. right? That's nonsense. That's fucking nonsense. Is it sometimes the case? Yeah, man. It's sometimes the case that the police really do perform a vital protective function in a civilized society. That is absolutely the case. Sure. But is it also the case that the police more often than not use violence for no other reason than to gain compliance when the stakes are $20, when the stakes are fucking nothing. I watched a video yesterday, maybe the day before, where some guy is in the hospital with his 19 month old son and the police came and they wanted to investigate whether or not, and you don't find this out until you read it, what they wanted to investigate whether or not that kid was there because of child abuse. So they walk in and they just demand that this guy surrender his wife's phone. They just walk in. They don't say fucking shit. And they're just like, give us the phone. We want your wife's phone. Give us her phone. And this guy's like, what what are you talking about? Come outside. Give us the phone. Give us the phone now. Then they tase the guy in the hospital. He's standing in the hospital. Like, they they don't explain, we need your phone so we can look for it to see if there's video evidence for why the kid might be here because the kid got bumped by a car. So they don't explain shit, but they're furious that he doesn't immediately comply why did they fucking other than racism? Why did they fucking tase that guy, the or, or uh, pepper spray that guy the other day because he didn't get out of the car in time, right. right? Yeah. It's if you don't fucking jump the fucking hoops, if you don't stand on leg and play a fucking Simon Says game, and fucking say yes sir, no sir while you fucking do it, and can I have another one? If you don't do all that shit, they have carte blanche to beat the ever loving shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And and the use of force expert that tried to get Derek Chauvin uh, off on this. Basically said that that piece of shit use of force expert that the defense called he basically said like yeah that force was justified in fact more force would have been justified more force why he was unresponsive how much more can you stop resisting than to be literally unconscious at some point that man was dead and force was still being applied you cannot possibly say well he was still resisting. He wasn't alive. You, The moment you question the authority of a police officer, ask them why they're making a decision, assert your actual rights. They just beat the fuck out of you, man. They beat the shit out of you. They, and they, they'll do it to protesters. They'll do it to journalists. Your civil rights are absolutely being crushed. Yeah. Crushed by these people. Absolutely. They, I don't understand why the fucking gun nuts will march in the street and fucking take to the fucking Capitol and scream and yell because somebody wants to limit the amount of fucking bullets they can shoot at any one given time without the inconvenience of changing out their magazine. But you you you're not allowed like your, your First Amendment right to gather, to protest, to speak, your your right against uh yeah. unreasonable search and seizure. Yeah. We Being have trampled. all these other rights, and we don't protect them the same way. Yeah. Your rights to have journalists be protected, your right to a free press, all of that. All of that, the cops specifically, they are fucking your rights every day, every day. And we're standing up like, well, I want to make sure my flamethrower has a silencer on it.
3: Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. The penalty for all of this is a beating, possible brain damage. You know, look at the guy who got shoved backwards. The guy who just, he's just standing there trying to hand a fucking helmet back. He gets fucking shoved on his back and his fucking head bounces off the pavement and he starts bleeding out his goddamn ear. Yep. All he did was just walk up to the police officers. That fucking doddering old man. He's like an old man. He's, yep. a, he's literally zero threat, man. He's a skinny septuagenarian. Yep. What the fuck could he possibly do to you? He's not Jack LaLanne. He's, a fucking, <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a tiny little old guy. And they just push him down like he's something. Because it's easy to push down. People that are in their 70s, right? Right. It's not a hard thing to do. And he literally falls right backwards and he bounces his head off the ground and he starts bleeding profusely from his ear because they don't care. And all he did was show them that he had rights. You know, it's not even that they're showing the police officer or trying to like force the police officer into some, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to push me. You're trying to push me. No, I'm just trying to exert my own rights. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not even trying to like, like cause you to have a bad day or, you know, Uh, assert my authority against you. I'm just saying I have rights. That's literally all I'm saying. And that's too much. That is too much of an attack on the police officer that they have to exert force on you. And that's in so many people's eyes in this country. It's not just a few people. In so many people's eyes, that is perfectly valid. They are allowed to beat the shit out of you if you want to. You should have listened. You should have listened. You should have listened. You know, sometimes the police are wrong. They're wrong often. They don't know the law. They don't understand what they're doing. They're choosing that they're they're following the wrong person. They're racially profiling. They're doing things incorrectly and you have no recourse and no way to stop it in the moment. What those people will say is do it in court. It's like, well, fucking some of those people don't have fucking, they don't have funds to go to court. They don't want to go to court. I shouldn't have to go to fucking court to plead their case. Yeah. Well, the thing is like getting
2: arrested could cost you so much, even if you win. So we've talked about this before. And I think about it in terms of like, I, I mean, I don't like to do this very often, but I think about it in terms of my own life. And I think like, man, if I got arrested tomorrow and I got thrown in jail and I for whatever reason wasn't able to get bail like that, I could lose my job. Yeah. My family could go hungry, yeah, you absolutely. know, like they could, my family could be thrown out onto the street. Absolutely. You know, getting arrested is, and then, so like, and, and we don't have a right to a fucking speedy trial. Don't no, fucking pretend no. that you do. No. People no. languish for sometimes years before they actually get to trial. You don't have a right. Half the fucking rights that we're supposed to have, we don't seem to be able to exercise. The, the cops are able to use violence anytime. I mean, if you, if you stop and think about the justifications for violence, right? It's The cops can use violence to gain compliance for any request, even if that request isn't related to the commission of a crime. And we've seen it before, where the original crime is never charged. The police show up. The original supposed crime that they're investigating is never charged. But they beat the shit out of you. They sick a dog on you. They call their buddies to whack you with sticks. They cause serious and lasting damage and trauma to people. And the original reason that they were there... It's fucking thrown out yeah. so they can do it because they want to gain your compliance to any request, yeah. no matter how small or unreasonable and no matter whether or not it violates your rights. The police can beat the shit out of you or kill you if they happen to be afraid today. Fear a cop's fucking fear is enough. I feared for my life. I was afraid for my life. It's enough to I kill somebody. beat that guy. I escalated it's to violence. To I shot somebody easily. Why the fuck do we have such fearful fucking... I thought these were big fucking men. I thought these were big warriors,
3: man. Is that the fucking what they're touting? I, I will be honest. I think that sometimes we'd be better off with a vigilante squad. At least in that case, there'd be some way in which they'd be like trying to go after people that might have committed a crime. You know, in a certain way, you're like, oh, that person might have committed a crime. And a lot of these times it's just racial profiling. It's just yeah. them trying to find a crime, right? So right. they they pull over a shitty looking car and then they they question the guy and get him to trip up. And they're like, oh, they smell weed. You need to get out of the car so they can fucking dig around and try to find something in the car to, to bust you on. At least with like a vigilante squad, there was a crime that happened. And then they're
2: going after <laughs> the crime. I mean, like air freshener hanging from your rear view. No yep. real people. Yep. Ask anybody on the street if you think you should be hassled for a fucking air freshener. Of course. Get of course. the fuck out of here. Nobody believes that. But the 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 way that we exercise the pursuit of supposed justice in this country has nothing to do with what the people are actually interested in being protected from. Yeah. It has no relationship at all. You know what we protect, Cecil? We protect money. Yep. We protect money and we protect power and we protect privilege and we Mm -hmm. will protect money, power, and privilege at the expense of any citizen. And nothing says that more than the laws that are being proposed to strip away your rights to protest and the law that was passed in Florida and signed into law by Governor DeSantis just this last week. And I can't believe this isn't a bigger story than it is. So this story is is you can find it anywhere, and there's many different analyses of it. This one, this particular one, is from the Orlando Sentinel. Florida anti-riot law is unconstitutional, federal lawsuit contends. And I swear, I hope this I, if this lawsuit does not overturn this law, we're fucked because there are similar laws, just like the voting restriction laws, which are yeah. popping up state by state by state. There are similar laws to this egregious trampling of your civil rights that are popping up not just in Florida but in Texas and in Iowa and other places that people don't actually want to live if they had an option to leave. So the 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 law <laughs> basically allows people, if they're driving a car and there's protesters, drive right through the fucking right protesters through.
3: now. You can hit them just fucking Mad Max. What is that? Death Race 2000? Is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> That's what she can well, do. Yeah. I,
2: this, the, the, the law protects property over human lives. Yep. Yep. it allows for inaccurate and vague definitions of what a protest is versus what a riot is which basically gives the police and anybody supposedly protecting their property broad discretion to use yep. violence and deadly force to and make it also, arrests
3: It also has extensive uh penalties for people when they did when they deem it a riot they right. 15 years in jail you can get if they if they've deemed it a riot. And you are out there.
2: And whether or not you're even individually, if you're just, if you're at a protest and something kicks off and you get swooped up in that, whether or not you were a part of any violence that occurred, this law does not seem to make meaningful distinctions in terms of how that would be applied to somebody who just happened to be somewhere in a group when something happened. Right. It's a horrific trampling. I mean, it's almost—it's so egregious. It's almost like you—you you, want to look at your rights and be like, which one doesn't this violate?
1: Like, yeah. I'm trying to—I'm trying yeah. to
3: figure out, oh. what this does not suppress. It's crazy, you know. When we talk about the presidency, we talk about the presidency a lot in this and this show. We talked about it for the last several years. You know, you talk about the senators, talk about that, but man, state governments. Just need you just need to get some of these turned over because my God, there's so much power in these state governments. Look at the anti-voting laws that are passing. Look at these laws that are passing. These are nightmare laws. These are nightmare laws for these states. These are these are going to oppress black and brown people across the entire United States in every single red state. You know, you're gonna have some protections in places like New York, places like Chicago, places like California. You won't have those things. But man, what is there just going to be a mass exodus to the places where they treat people like human beings? Yeah. Well, and make no mistake.
2: That's the intent of these laws. Yeah. These laws are not these laws. Do you think these laws are going to be fairly applied when white people gathered to protest? Oh, of look at the not. fucking January 6th riots. Yeah. White people gathered to protest. They fucking stormed the Capitol and the police response and the police preparedness was vastly, vastly different than extremely peaceful BLM and George Floyd-related protests. So these are not going to be fairly applied. We know they're not. We know the intention of these laws is to stop people from exercising their rights because, let's face it, white power structure is afraid right now. They see the writing on the wall. I, I really do believe that, to a large degree the demographic of power and control that the white Republican Party really represents, they see that they are losing. Yeah, And all of this is a desperate attempt. It's is like, it is a desperate attempt to hold on to power at any cost. And you, you know that that's true because the same people who should be standing up and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, Constitution and so forth. yeah, My rights and so on. They're all of a sudden on the side of oppression. They're yeah. all of a sudden on the side of authoritarianism. They're all yeah. of a sudden on the side of violent governmental authoritarianism and fascism. They're only on that. They weren't on that side when it was that fucking Bundy Yahoo in Oregon. Yeah. You know what I mean? They weren't on that side. There's a whole bunch of fucking right wingers who, you know, like look at shit like Ruby Ridge and they're like, ah oh, the government has no right to, you know, Do anything or get anywhere near my land or my property or, you know, leave me alone under any. But now, mm -mm, no, now that, now that, you know, you guys might not be in fucking power forever. uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. I'll hand power over to the cops, man. I'll hand power over to any other white person who's got a gun. That's what this shit is.
3: Well, and man, we saw it here with the George Floyd protests in Chicago. At least I did. When I watched those live streams, I watched all those police kick that shit off drive their car through the protesters to make them attack the car so that they can then send a bunch of people out to really just rough them up and then they kicked them they kept on kicking it off and they do that so that they can discredit the protest as a protest that was essentially just violent right so they bring the violence make they the other people retaliate against them because they don't want to nobody wants to get punched in the fucking face and right. so there's a retaliation against it and then it's like well you were the violent one but if you watch the tape you can watch them J- slowly making it so that they're they're just amplifying the chance that there's violence until they inflict violence on someone else and then they just respond in th- with a law like this that's 15 years in jail man 15 years in jail if a cop drives his car up and then you know he bounces into you and you fucking hit the car you could go to jail yep. for 15 years 15 fucking years there there's there's a
2: law and I and I don't remember which state is proposing it or where it's at right now so forgive me for the vagueness, but there is a law that I was reading about yesterday relative to this that would make it illegal to basically mouth off to the cops. If you say shit to the cops and it pro- it is would reasonably provoke outrage. Reason, we're allowed to mouth off to people. I thought we had a right to free speech. All these fucking anti-mask idiots. Isn't that what they're screaming? Yep. Yep. Isn't that what these guys are screaming? You're silencing us. The fucking and I'm not on their side, but the fucking goofballs that have the fucking censored masks and all that stuff and are walking around and saying stupid shit all the time. Like, isn't that what they're saying is that they should have a right to say whatever they want, wherever they want, no matter how shitty and mean spirited and racist. But I'll tell you what, not if you're a brown person, not if you're talking to a cop, because what are the cops there to do? The cops aren't there to protect and serve yeah. us. The cops are there to enshrine a specific power structure, a specific moneyed racial power structure. And any, anybody who says that the cops are there to do anything different isn't fucking paying attention.
3: What happened to his hands? What's that? His hands. Why, why are they missing? Well, I, uh, I kind of uh, cooked them up and ate them. Carl. Well, I, I was hungry and, well, you know, when, when you crave hands. That's, Why on earth would you do that? I was hungry for hands. Give me a break. Carl. My stomach was making the rumblies Carl. that
2: only hands would satisfy. So this story comes from boingboing.net. It's also everywhere else, but this is the first place I found it. I sent this to you, Cecil, during the week with yeah. just a text of utter despair. <laughs> FedEx mass shooter was Brony who hoped to see Applejack. In the afterlife, I'm reading this whole thing.
3: Yeah, just go for it.
2: Brandon Scott Hole, 19, entered a FedEx Depot in Indianapolis at 11 p.m. last Thursday and shot dead eight people before taking his own life. 40 minutes earlier, he had posted final words. Here are his final words. I hope that I can be with Applejack in the afterlife. My life has no meaning without her. Applejack is the main character in the children's cartoon, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. First broadcast in 2010, Mr. Hole had two Facebook accounts dedicated to the show that were removed by the social media giant following the shooting after requests from law enforcement, according to an internal memo acquired by the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal, we are living in a world now where the Wall Street Journal has to report on shootings and Applejack and My Little Pony all in the same story. Who fucking went to journalism school and ever
4: thought they would write that
3: story? Who, yeah, who thought they would write that sentence, put that sentence down? I mean, unbelievable. You know, I, I think I know why he went to FedEx, though. Because he okay. couldn't go to My Little Pony Express. There was Oh!
2: <laughs> While law enforcement hoped that Mr. Hole's online activity would help shed light on his motive for the attack, the Facebook memo said the gunman's accounts were mostly focused on the cartoon show. Though a charming cartoon marketed at girls and young women, the rebooted My Little Pony series had a weird penumbral irony to its furry antics, which led to much broader success. So called bronies were young men who took an interest in the show and they even had their own convention to celebrate it. And I was like, fine. Not my jam. But everything can be someone's jam.
3: I was fine. Fine. Geekdom is geekdom, right? Geekdom yeah, right. is very specific. That's what I'm saying. It's hyper specific. It's hyper niche. It's got all kinds, there's all different kinds of dorkdom out there. And this is just one of this those is, places. I do not care. Yeah. I mean, like, until this line in the sentence in the, in the article.
2: But its appropriation by the farthest right was also a growing problem. Just a year ago, and I read this article, the Atlantic's Caitlin Tiffany wrote that the show's
3: fans were ready to admit they had a Nazi problem. They have a a message board. uh, That's like an image board where people submit these My Little Pony images, right? And so they submit them. And then there's just like a whole section of it that is just like these horrible racist things, right? Where these people submit racist My Little Pony stuff to this board. And, you know, so there's part of me that understands that art sometimes needs to be transgressive, right? There's part of me that understands that concept, right? Right but that's also making an excuse for a lot of people t- to infiltrate this group and warp people's minds, right? You know, these people have, there's so many different people that have, that go to this site, that go to this site, and then they're yep. seeing all these different, these, these images that they're creating, these My Little Pony images that they're creating, and they're, they're indoctrinated into a way of thought through these images Yep. By these far right actors that go there specifically to, because because the, it's an inclusive community and inclusive communities just welcome people and they sometimes welcome the worst people and those people sometimes use that that connection of that community to alter other people's ideas. And yeah. that happens all the fucking time. And they they just know that if they get into a super niche community, the super niche community is going to be inclusive and they're going to have access to those people because they have a frame of reference to talk to them about.
2: Yes, 100%, man. There is a There is a naivete or a lie. And I don't know which it is, but it pisses me off every time I see it, which pretends a lack of knowledge about the rabbit hole effect that is the fucking internet the, inter, the the rabbit hole effect where people go down into one of these super niche communities and they move further and further and further along and as they move further along there's a radicalizing effect to the echo chamber and the and the the the, the sort of inclusivity and the in-jokes, and then things move further and further left or further and further right, whatever it is. It's typically more right than it is left. That is a true thing. Like, we watched ISIS specifically use that rabbit hole effect to recruit terrorists across the world to great effect. People packed up their shit, and they moved to fucking Syria to fight with ISIS because it's an effective way to recruit people. It is an effective way to recruit for the far right, it is dishonest or naive and i don't know if it's one or the other or both to pretend that it's not really effective and very very real there are places where everybody can agree to have these like informed adult conversations and play and that's fine but there is also the truth that these spaces radicalized people who didn't intend to go down that road, who don't understand the irony of it, who don't see it as transgressive and aren't looking at it with detached ironic distance. You know, they they start to believe the messaging on its sure. face. And then right. that messaging amplifies. And, it, and these people become radicalized and that messaging expands in ways that quickly grow out of control. I, we have to contend with that shit because we have a guy who... Just shot up the fucking FedEx place, and his last words were about hoping to see an imaginary character from a fucking children's program called Friendship Is Magic. Yep. yep. What is even happening anymore? How does My Little Pony have a Nazi problem? I don't. It's know, man. Friendship is magic.
3: It's I literally about inclusion. I, I I cannot fathom how it happens, but but at the same time. I think some people use that that transgressive art idea as a way, as a shield to hide their shitty ideology, yeah. right? Yeah. So they'll use it as a shield to be like, what, I'm just making an ironic image of, you know, it's just funny when there's a, you know, like a My Little Pony who's also Hitler. Like, that's funny, right? You know? And so they'll do these things to try to hide it, but they're really just trying to, you know, they 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 yeah. are racist. They're yeah. shitty racists. and. Yeah. And that happens way too often and not weeding those people out. The problem with this board in particular is that even when it's brought to the attention and even when that board stands up and says, we stand with George Floyd and we stand with the protesters of George Floyd, they still didn't take down the racism posts. They still exist. So you just, you have a guy who's on the end saying all the things that everybody wants to hear. But at the same time, he's literally they're literally still reproducing and keeping up all of this really awful shit. Yeah, I, I, and I and that's why
2: I say like I don't know if it's dishonest or if it's naive, but I strongly fucking suspect it's dishonest it's more dishonest. than it is anything else. It's like I was kind of giving it a little bit of I don't know that everybody on it is sure. dishonest. But sure. what I what I do think is that yeah, fucking most of you guys are. Most of it is. Most of it is fucking bullshit. Most of it is intentional. Most of it is evil, mean-spirited shit
3: meant to radicalize people into a worldview. Also, take it down and prove me wrong. Right. Right? That's that's how you make me wrong. Because I'll say you're dishonest. You take it down. Then you prove me wrong. Yeah. And that those same dishonest assholes will then hide behind,
2: well, free speech, you know, I should... Uh, and that whole fucking free speech, fucking nonsense argument, again... I, you you have to contend with the responsibility that speech creates. Yes. If we, it, just because you can do something doesn't make it the right thing to do, right? It just doesn't. That's basic shit. You could teach that to a fucking sixth grader. That's easy. That's the easiest thing. And somehow, Cecil, we are still contending with that. We're still doing it. We are pretending that there is no responsibility that is created by our actions, by our speech, by the images, the the um, proliferation of this kind of material begets more of this kind of material. It creates communities where people gather together and you see the same shit. And, you know, people aren't that fucking complicated and we're real fucking easy to sway. Look at, I mean, look at advertising, right? Advertising knows that it doesn't need you to think about its message. It just needs to show it to you enough that you just become used to it. And that's now, you know what? get me a Coke. What do you really mean? A cola. If you say something enough, it just becomes embedded. You know, it becomes part of your, we're simple. Repetition makes us believe things. Going into these spaces and seeing the same shit over and over and over again, even if on the surface you say you don't believe it, fuck no, that's not true. You're not that complicated. We are relatively easily manipulated.
3: Our cognitive biases are relatively easily manipulated. Yeah. And if you want to be easily manipulated, you can go to adamandeve.com, <laughs> type in Gloria Checkout, and you can get 50% off almost any item, free shipping, Gloria Checkout, adamandeve.com, easy, easily manipulated. I I feel like, too, when I, when I saw this, uh, I, it reminded me of, you know, because like we said, niche stuff. I belong to a, a medieval recreation group and the key with all of this is you never give the racists an inch. Never give them a chance. Never even, never even give the people who, like you said, are just ignorant or are just, you know, they're just genuinely clueless and they just think, well, I thought it would be okay. Never give those people an inch. A couple of years ago, there was a, a couple uh, that took photos um, there's like uh, there's like kings and queens all over the country right these little like what they call kingdoms which are like little areas in the country of you know sort of groups of states and there was a a, a king and a queen that had their photos taken and they had swastikas on their stuff and people immediately were like what the fuck and they, and they came out with, It's an ancient symbol. The people that we are recreating would have worn these things. And so it's an important part of the heritage that is part of this group that I would belong to as a a, a Saxon or whatever they were saying. I don't even know what they're saying because it's bullshit. Because it's bullshit. Because it has modern connotations and we live in a world where everybody knows that's fucking wrong and you can't wear it. And they immediately... They, they stepped down. They stepped down as king and queen. They fucking stepped down because there was so much pressure because nobody wanted to give them an inch. Now, don't get me wrong. There were plenty of fucking slobs in the group I belong to that were all like, oh, they didn't mean anything by it. It doesn't matter. No, fuck you fuck you twice. You don't get to do that. You don't get to walk out with a fucking Hitler mustache and be like, I'm going to hold my hand up like this because that's what they would have done back in the day. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. You don't get to play here and you cannot give these people a fucking inch. If you give them an inch they will take everything from you. They will fucking plant themselves in the middle of your organization and guess what you are now? A Nazi organization. So you cannot give them a second. You cannot give them an inch. You have to immediately address it and say no. Never ever ever do that and that's the problem is they gave these guys an inch they gave these guys drawing these fucking funny ah ha ha and it's not even funny right to have a racist card it's not funny but like some people mistake that as humor and so right. people put that in there and they're like oh it's funny right ha ha ha, and they and they gave him an inch and they fucking just they just fucking nested there and now they're in it and now you're part of an organization that is racist, and there's no way to separate yourself from that unless you call all the racists from your yep. organization. Man, you're absolutely right. And if, if you're not careful, you will be part of My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic, the Nazis, the Nazis. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And this and this guy, this guy's a murderer. He's right. a, murderer a mass a- murderer. He's a murderer for a cartoon show. Yeah, there, there's a
2: moment where Cecil and I'm not. I'm not even playing. There is a moment at this point in our history, where you open up the news and it makes so fucking little sense. Yeah. It makes, and I I know I texted it to you, but I meant it. It's like, I am am kind of like willing to be, I'm willing to watch, I'm more willing to watch society crumble because mean people with bad ideas, one. But what we're watching is stupid people with fantastical lies and delusions.
3: Yeah, that's what's causing the downfall. It's just dumb. What people the fuck? easily easily swayed people. We
2: we're, we're getting crushed by absurdity, by si- we're being murdered by silliness. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, I I can't even imagine a world we can't parody this anymore. Yeah. We can't parody this because <laughs> there's a very serious article Cecil, soul yeah. about a mass murderer who wants to see an imaginary friendship pony yep. when he dies.
3: yep. yep. It's Gullible's Travels. Absolutely. It is Gullible's Travels. <laughs> Gullible's Travels. Wait, what's that now? Jay, do you fuck the pillow? Yeah, my same question. Oh, yeah, guys.
2: I fuck my pillow. <laughs> I'm sorry. My tone was off. Yes, I 100% fuck my pillow. This story, I grabbed this one from AV Club because it's so bitchy. You got to read
3: it, Tom. It's Ugh. so good. It's so good. It's so good. good.
2: The live stream launch of the My Pillow guys, and I love that he doesn't get a name. He's just the My Pillow yeah, guy. My Pillow guy, Mike
3: something Liddell is that Lindell, his name? Yeah, Mike Liddell. Yeah.
2: The live stream launch of the My Pillow guys' free speech social media site is a glorious disaster. Everyone, we're on day two of Mike Liddell's live stream launch of Frank, the MAGA cultist My Pillow <laughs> CEO's new free speech
3: social media platform <laughs> i at first thought i i thought at first because i missed his name when i was just sort of scanning this article i thought that guy's name was frank and he called a whole <laughs> social media after his name i was like that is so amazing that's just so like trump to do where yeah. he just talks about trump media this guy's like i'm gonna call it frank it's frank <laughs> media frank media
2: oh, I everything i ever make or invent i'm just gonna call tom,
3: <laughs> tom just media. i'm not
2: even gonna number it. it's not even gonna be like There's got to be like the fucking George Foreman where I have like eight kids named George. Right. (laughs) We feel compelled to use so many quotations because there are many addendums to that statement. Launch is being generous, given the technical difficulties made it initially impossible for visitors to sign up for the service. Mike blamed this on... Blake blames this on Antifa hackers for what it's worth, which is nothing. Free speech needs an asterisk too because Lindell at one point alleged you don't get to use the four swear words. And when he said that, I was like, which four is he going to pick Four, the C word, the N word, the F word. But my favorite, my favorite is that you can't take the Lord's name. No Lord's name in vain. So you can't say, oh Christ, eat a bag of dicks, asshole. But you can say, eat a bag of dicks, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Because, you know, we wouldn't want to have a crude place to go. He's
3: such a cunt, that guy. Oh, what a twat.
2: You can say things like, you know, I'm going to abuse you and come in your ass. That's fine, <laughs> right? But you can't say, Jesus
3: Christ, am I going to
2: abuse you and come in your ass?
3: Because that would be crude, Cecil. You can't even say, Tom, you can't even say, Jesus Christ, this jalapeno is hot. You can't even say that. Like, sure, you know, the coming in the ass, that's all right. different. That's all gravy, literally. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing so much. And I love them. my favorite part of this. Keep on going because there's yep. so so much awesome in this story. So there's that. Social media
2: also needs clarification because, well, see launch. And finally, platform is a bit inaccurate since it's hard to describe a, describe a flaming capsized ocean barge of toupee adhesive and crushed by Vance as anything <laughs> close to solid footing
3: so amazing last night jimmy kimmel that's gave poetry. a solid summary for it's day one like, like that's shakespeare that's oh. so amazing it's so, mm. it's, so oh, it's beautiful it's it just, is oh so amazing. good amazing. so good
2: i love yeah. this so much last night jimmy kimmel gave a solid summary for day one of frankathon lindell's <laughs> coinage not <laughs> ours he called it frankathon unironically
3: you know what he should have had to have to... okay in order to do the inaugural opening of Frankathon, they should have had a hot dog eating contest. Oh, right! You're stuffing franks in your mouth. There's franks on the TV. There's
2: franks in your <laughs> mouth. They should have had that gift for that girl just having hot dogs yeah, thrown at her face.
3: Thrown at her face, just franks, just frank, <laughs> franks and franks and franks, and then somebody finally throws beans on her. <laughs> Uh,
2: including a rundown of the star-studded guest appearances. Here's a fucking horror show. This this list, by the way, is what is your nightmare dinner party? Yeah. Oh General my Mike Flynn, Ben Carson, Scott Bayo, who I didn't know was horrible. I didn't never thought about him. Steve Bannon, and Ted Nugent.
3: Ted Nugent, by the way, has the Rona. Just, yeah, had the Rona, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and admitted it kicked his ass, too. He yes. even admitted to everybody that he was like, oh, I fucking, that really wrecked me. I was so bad. It was super bad. But then he he still found time while he was live streaming and very sick to attack China. So that was very nice of
2: him. <laughs> I said, uh, I got you, Ted Nugent. I got you, Mike. Happy springtime to you. Thank you for being on the front lines for freedom. We salute you, Nugent said at one point, implying the Front Lines for Freedom is located in the basement of Lindell's Minnesota undisclosed location, McMansion. At some point during the live stream, Lindell seems to genuinely believe the Frank staff got Donald Trump on the phone. It was not, in fact, Donald Trump. That, did you happen to watch that clip, Cecil? No. Where he thinks some caller calls in and does a Donald Trump impression to get on his live stream while he's doing his launch. And then just starts cursing at him until they turn
3: it off. What a fucking disaster that guy is. Oh, my God. He's just a dude who should have just shut up and sold fucking pillows. (laughs) Of all the things in the world, sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up and sell your pillow. Dude, I, I look at that guy and I'm like, how are you rich? How? He just. How fucking,
2: are you not dead somewhere in a ditch? He what the fuck? Dude How do you wake up and pillow? remember to
3: breathe both in and out? <laughs> seems so genuinely stupid he has to hire someone from overseas to stand on his chest to lay off and, <laughs> in and out and out so he fucking his body does it unbelievable guy Ugh. is so fucking stupid and then he just keeps on doubling down on the stupid over and Constantly. over and over and you just at a certain point there's nobody around him that just grabs him by his fucking sleeve and says come on man no that's enough." He's He's out there making fucking documentaries with lies in them that's going to get him sued for everything he owns. He's yep. out there making a fucking free speech ne- network that literally can't even support its own weight that's, that you can't even <laughs> sign up for. You literally can't even sign up for it. It's just like a YouTube. It's just a website that plays a video.
0: It's not a social media at all.
3: There's nothing social about going to a website and watching it play a video. That's literally fucking anybody's website that can play a <laughs> stupid poor people
2: stupid poor people i have more money than you stupid poor people stupid poor people you can't even afford food so this story is from mike.com tucker carlson was real worried about his college yearbook now we know why so uh i guess the washington post has been uh, reaching out to college classmates trying to get a copy of his yearbook tucker carlson gets wind of this and tries to get in front of it by basically being like, oh, what now they're going to drag up any old thing you did wrong when you were a teenager. And, you know, Cecil, I am I am like, yeah, you know what? I did some stupid shit when I was a teenager. I did. I did some stupid shit and shit I wasn't proud of. And I would not want everything that I've ever done as a teenage person to be broadcast as a referendum on who I am sure, as a Tom. 43-year-old man. Absolutely. But, you know what? I wasn't. I was never a member of the Dan White Society. And the Jesse Helms Foundation, and then literally a racist propaganda right-wing pundit. Right. In my, you know, like it's one thing if you did shitty stuff when you were a teenager and you were not smart enough to hide it and couch it in weasel language. And then the only thing that changed about your viewpoints was your ability to couch it a little bit to the dumb. With yeah. dog whistles and weasel yeah. language. Yeah. He hasn't changed any of his viewpoints. Sure. When I made mistakes when I was 19, I look back and I'm like, I'm ashamed of who I was. I should not have started that fight. I should not have been mean to that person. I was an unkind person. I changed. I got better. I owe some people an apology. Right. This is different than right. that. Yep. Because yep. he's still a racist. Yep. He started off in racist organizations and now he's like
3: king fucking mouthpiece of the fucking racists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you didn't change, if you're still the same, if you were a fucking douchebag at 19 and you're still a douchebag, then all of that stuff is still fucking. It's fair game, man. Right? It's all fair game. And you know the the Dan White Society. For those people who don't know, Dan White. I didn't know this either. Dan White is the guy who killed, who murdered Harvey Milk, and they. Here's Tucker Carlson. First off, look at this picture of Tucker Carlson. You know he was going to be a douchebag when he grew up. Like you look at this photo and you kind of, you immediately yeah. see it. And it's like a fucking neon light. It's just blinking. He's a fucking douchebag and you knew it. You fucking knew it. You knew it from the jump. And this guy types in. So everybody knows. Everybody in your fucking entire class. Everybody who buys this yearbook, everybody who looks at this yearbook, first off, I don't know that I even had a college, I don't, college yearbook. It doesn't college even make- College yearbook, I, yeah, I thought, I, I don't didn't remember one, there being a
4: college yearbook. I don't,
3: I didn't go to some, I don't know where he went. So maybe there's like a, you know, I know that, that some colleges are more, you know, huggy and, you know, you stay on campus and so everybody gets to know each other. Both of us were commuter students. So (laughs) look at it and say, well, I don't know. I was working a job at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't going to, there was literally no time for me to take a photo for your yearbook. I wasn't going (laughs) to, man, you could tell he was an asshole. He's telling everybody in his whole class that he likes murderers. I mean, seriously, wait, if you saw somebody do this now on Facebook you might get flagged for that you right. might they might take your account down for some shit like that you know the the idea that it, you know nowadays if you were to if you were to say something about some murderer on your facebook page and you were a high schooler the cops may come visit you want to look around your house make sure you're not packing any guns or some things like that if you're idolizing a murderer like that you could no, well, be a mass shooter and a, and a and a murderer who is obviously motivated yeah by right,
2: hatred right. Absolutely hate by, hat- by anti LGBTQ hatred. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like and the same thing is true of like the Jesse Helms fucking society or whatever. Jesse Helms was the most racist homophobic member of Congress in modern history. Yeah. Also, right. why did you go to a college that has these societies? <laughs> what is even
3: happening? Where did you go real, to school? Is that real or is he just saying it like as one of those it's like, it's trying to be tr- like edgy. Oh, Is he just oh, trying to be oh edgy?
2: So he was trolling before trolling was a thing. He's trolling mm-hmm. with his high school yearbook.
3: Yeah. I mean, yes, but uh, let me tell you. He's trolling in all with that the bow tie. Years, in all the years, he's ne- every single year of his life, his face has grown more punchable. It's, <laughs> it. but it's true. But that's to say, that's to say though, his yearbook, 100% punchable face. Yes. 100%. And then it somehow got to be more than 100% up until now so i want to thank our patrons of course we want to thank all our patrons We want to thank our newest patrons voltimus alex rose latar l-t-a-r not sure jesse jimmy raymond sue phantom x and amber and thank you to the people who up their pledges neon relics and dylan thank you so much for your generous donations we really do truly appreciate it uh Ian would not have a salary. Glory Hill Studios would not exist without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We kind of thank you enough. We got an image. Uh, this image is uh, an image of Mark Zuckerberg uh, <laughs> as Moses. So uh, it's about Facebook and I'm sure you'll like it. So we're going to put it on this week's show notes. Joe sent it in. Thank That's you, great. Joe, for the image. We got a tweet. Uh, this one was from Christian and the tweet says... I have way too much imposter syndrome for a guy living in a society that lets Ben Shapiro brand himself as smart. <laughs> it's so good. It's fucking true, man. It's so good. It's I know. Did, How do we
4: get fooled by that? Did
3: you see his like tweet afterwards where he was saying that Don Lemon wouldn't say that justice was served... If it the trial had gone the other way and everybody was just basically responding, like, yeah, that's because the murderer would have gotten away with it. (laughs) Like, what? Stupid. What? Yeah, because he wants to have that edgy fucking other Uh side of the fucking argument bullshit. That's just stupid. It's just, but it's just he's gotta be edgy and he's also gotta he's also gotta placate that group of people that are gonna be. You know, that are gonna be upset. They're gonna be upset if he has any other take. Yep. He's gotta to play to the paycheck. We got an image from Vice Rhino. Um, <laughs> um So good. Vice Rhino was gonna send it to Heath, but then they don't they don't ever check email, I guess. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> oh, I <was> like oh, <laughs> to you guys. And we do check email, so we're gonna post it. Vice Rhino. Sent a, a Ben Shapiro image. It's a lot of it's fucking. Perfect. It's a lot of Duncan on Ben Shapiro this week, guys. A lot of Duncan so on good. Ben it's Shapiro. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's literally easy. Tom, we got a message from we got a message from Lisa many years ago, and then they responded to it again, Tom, uh, to tell yeah. us how long they've been listening. This actually, this email,
2: this is the person who read the Skeptics Creed in Swedish for us. Yeah. However long ago that right. was. And remember how fucking crazy that sounded? Yeah, right? I exactly. still remember how yeah. bonkers that sounded. Your yeah. language is crazy yeah. is what I'm saying.
3: And also Lisa uh, from Sweden also hasn't gotten their B for C roast yet. Lisa, <laughs> we're going as fast as humanly possible here. <laughs> we got five episodes. There's so of- many so many of those roasts and we they take so much time to put together. So much work goes in each one. And so we're going to we're, we're gonna get through them, we swear, hopefully by November. And I know we're, we're going away at a plug here. <laughs> Tom and I will have to do our own little roast show pretty soon yeah. here. Uh, we got a message. Uh, this one's from Milo. And he said about the sex ed uh, memories that we brought back last time. And he said when he was in the sixth grade, they threw a curveball at the students and they showed them both sexes, the movies, together in the same class. He said, needless to say, it was a tad awkward. The girls movie was boring as shit. And not surprisingly, the boys was met with uproarious laughter. (laughs) Cecil, I'll raise my
2: hand. Like I was a man. I was a boy raised in a house full of men. I would have loved that shit though. Yeah. I didn't know how anything worked. I had no idea. I was like, I need
3: some drawings or something. Yeah. We got a lot of messages telling us that snipers uh, use uh, uh, suppressors all the time and silencers, and they actually increase accuracy. So I guess they're more that. Yeah, I was mistaken accuracy. about that. So, so that's that's my fault. Extra I was just accuracy. Wrong. So, sure. Yep. We got a message. <laughs> this is from Regina. And Regina says, if we showed the boys the girl to woman video, we wouldn't have, sh- have grown-ass married men running around who think. And these are the three things. And I just... What? Period, blood, and urine come out of the same hole? Okay. Whoa. Explain a tampon to me then. Like, because I'm dying to know... How does a can a woman just plug up the pee hole with a tampon? Then is that what you Who think? Who thinks this? Is that what you think? Did she just plug that up like a stadium buddy? Like what is happening? <laughs> like a stadium buddy. <laughs> also, women can hold their period until they get to a bathroom break, like they do for year. <laughs> what now? Just holding what? your bleeding. What times. now? What do you what? do? How do you do that? And also. Women can't shower, swim, run, or just live in general while on their parents. <laughs> hey, you know why we got that, though? Is because every single holy book says make him go live in the yard for six days. Right. I know, right? Like, that every single holy book is like beat him with a stick and throw him in the yard for six days. <laughs> oh, you've, you've got your period. You, um... Yeah, you live outside yeah, now. you will yeah, never seven able days to come outside. back in. That's yeah. where it is. Yep. You can't come back in until the sheets are clean. Yeah, well, obviously you need to live outside. Or just hold it. Yeah, just you hold it. You can just hold it. Yeah, if you can just yeah. hold it. And then maybe stick a, a tampon up your pee hole for a little while. <laughs> are you pissing blood or do you have your period? I don't know. What is happening down there? It's hard to tell. Uh, <laughs> it just seems to get hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you wanted to read this. This is
2: from Perry. Yeah, I this is good. Congress should propose a bill to make COVID passports the new national voter ID. Just to watch Republicans explode like the computer in War Games—that's great.
3: Yeah, really, really, great. It's really, really It's really smart. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't dis- disagree with that assessment. If you wanted to make people vote in person, I don't think that's a—it's an un—I don't think it's unfair to say you're going to be in a room with a bunch of other people. You're going to be standing in that room for a while, possibly, and you're going to be voting instead of everybody waiting in that big, long fucking half-mile line that we had a couple years ago. You guys can all wait inside like before. You just have to show everybody your passport.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, if we're going to have ID required, we should have a national ID. Let's watch the fucking 666 Marks of the Beast people freak out about that, too. Right,
3: right. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. We're hopefully going to have uh, two things happen next week, we're, we're hoping. We're going to have Tom in studio and we're going to have a special guest. We'll see if either of those things come to fruition. We know <laughs> Gloria studio sometimes has a hard time of, uh, we we sometimes have a tough time when we plan things out. So we don't, we're not putting it in stone, but it's our great hope that those two things are going to happen next week. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, check out our live streams, our live stream next week should be a lot of fun. It's going to be at 9 PM central. You can check it out on all those favorite places that you go to check out a live stream, which is YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, And, uh, it's also on Twitch, but that is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed.
4: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter. Mommy issue. Hypno Babylon bullshit